the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We hope you have your tickets for the October 24th event at Genoa in Westerville, a night with the Republican Candidates for the U.S. Senate, the American Leadership Forum, brought to you by the Center for Christian Virtue and 98.9 The Answer. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. And we are pleased to have with us today the uh, director of the Center of Christian Virtue, Aaron Baer, to talk about some legislative things going on in Ohio. But first, Aaron, six candidates on stage on October the 24th. Hugh Hewitt coming into town. Tickets are selling, but we still have tickets available, and I think it's a great way for people to get to know the candidates and really make a very purposeful decision about who they want to support in a very consequential election just about a year from now. Yeah, yeah, honestly, Bruce, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this. We wanted to do it with a, a you know a partner like Salem, like like you all, uh, because it is for the fact that we live in the information age. It is uh, it's unbelievable how hard it is to actually find out about these candidates today. What's true, what's not, uh, and and honestly, uh, there's there's very few. I mean, outside of the great Bruce Hooley, there's very <laughs> few interviewers like uh, Hugh Hewitt out there uh, who, who do. do uh, a phenomenal job of, of uh, drilling down with candidates to, to get to the heart uh, of, of who they are and, and where they stand. Uh, and, and so that's why we thought this was a, a really good format, a really good opportunity uh, to, to have the candidates come together and, and let the people hear for themselves about who these people really are. Yeah, and I misspoke a bit. I mean, this, these candidates are vying for the nod in the primary election, which will be in May, and then we'll have one final candidate to support in November of next year, most likely against Tim Ryan. And I wanted to chat with you a little bit about Hugh Hewitt. Bringing him in is a great thing, and Hugh has his own rules to prevent this from deteriorating to what it can often deteriorate into when political candidates have control of the mic. Hugh's not going to allow that to happen on Sunday, October the 24th. Yeah, no, that, that's right. You know, and, and he's got great experience with this, with the, uh, the the debate he moderated in California over the governor's recall, what, what we call Hughes rules, uh, where, you know, basically it's, candidates have 75 seconds to respond to a question. Uh, it's going to be enforced strictly by a, by a bell. Um, and, uh, and, and there's no, I think the biggest thing about this, Bruce, is there's no uh, right to respond when a candidate mentions your name. Now, when, when, a question comes back around, a candidate can just decide to use that time to respond to an attack somebody else might have levied against them. But at the end of the day, we have seen so much now. We've seen enough debates. We've seen enough of these formats where uh, they inevitably devolve into just attacks. And there's enough of that going on. But the bottom line is whoever our next U.S. senator is has some very serious questions before them. And that's the questions we need to find out about who they are is, is you know, is where, what will you actually do if elected? not how good of a zinger can you come up with. Yeah, Aaron Bear is our guest. Aaron is the director of the Center for Christian Virtue. Find it online at ccv.org. They are co-sponsors with 98.9 The Answer of the American Leadership Forum, a night with the Republican Senate candidates October the 24th at Genoa and Westerville. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com or at ccv.org. 
We have a supermajority in the Ohio General Assembly. Thank goodness we do. But some of the things that happen or don't happen there make me shake my head a little bit. We have a COVID-19 vaccine mandate bill coming up today. It has been existing in many iterations, Aaron. And I wonder, (laughs) in your position as CCV director, what's in this one that you wish wasn't in it? What's not in it that you wish was? For one thing, I think that it, as I read it, it doesn't seem like it's emergency legislation. So it seems like it's accomplishing something that it may not really be accomplishing. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the, the biggest thing for us right now, and, and this is this is what I think everyone's frustrated about at the state house right now, is everyone recognizes this is a serious problem. The way these heavy-handed mandates are coming down on on businesses, on individuals, um, across the board, and there's more than you know, fifty percent plus one, you know, fifty votes in the in the uh, house and seventeen votes in the Senate. Uh, to, to get something done here uh, that's significant and real and just put this issue to bed. Uh, and for some reason, folks aren't able to come together on this right now. I, I think that the biggest thing that, that we want to see on this, um, one, the, the lowest hanging fruit is pushing back against the Biden administration um, and then finding ways to protect. I, I keep coming back to individual conscience mm. um, that, and, and, and consistency, especially when we're talking about natural immunity. Um, there's the, the, the importance of protecting individual conscience to make medical decisions uh, and the importance of, hey, if, if what we're talking about here is uh, protecting people from this virus and making sure they have all the best protection, why are we not talking about natural immunity? Um, and, and why are we allowing businesses to, to and, and governments to impose really uh, nonsensical and, and uh, sort of not evenly distributed mandates on people. Uh, th- those two things are things that everyone down here seems to agree with, and, and our hope is that whatever the final form is, we can we can just address that. Yeah, I agree totally. Aaron Bear, our guest, he's with the Center for Christian Virtue. Look them up online, ccv.org, and get your tickets to the night with the Republican Senate candidates, American Leadership Forum, October the 24th at Genoa in Westerville. Very happy to see that we finally have a backpack bill. And I know you guys at CCV were very much behind this. It's House Bill 290. I get a chuckle. Uh, the other day I read the dispatch, and they're talking about KIPP, which is a you know a charter school in Columbus, with a long waiting list, thousands of kids trying to get into KIPP. And the story's very favorable toward KIPP. KIPP's going to expand. It's going to add to its acreage. And that's a good thing from my perspective. But it's funny they never mentioned KIPP and all the great things and all the big, heavy desire for people who are in Columbus City Schools to get into KIPP when they're writing about Columbus City Schools opposing efforts for charter schools to grow and for the state to, like, allow parents to take funding with them to get into charter schools. No, no that, that's right. And I even saw, you know, the, the, the teachers' unions group, they, they tweeted out something uh, yesterday, I believe, about how, in the Arizona School Choice Program, there was some, you know, seven hundred thousand dollars in fraud that was exposed. Which, by the way, in the amount of, of money that has gone through that choice program in Arizona, seven hundred thousand dollars is a small amount. It's still fraud; should be taken care of, but a small amount. But my my thought was, hey, do do, do these public school advocates really want to have a, a conversation <laughs> about uh, misuse of taxpayer funds? Because let's let's talk about the city of Columbus being closed for you know 18 yeah. months denying students an in-person education and then the first two weeks of the school year that you're getting more money than they've ever gotten they're an 800 million dollar a year corporation columbus public school wow uh, and then the first two weeks of the school year this year they have to close their schools 
not 20 of their schools, not because of COVID, but because they couldn't turn the air conditioning on. Mm. But let's, let's talk about mismanaged funds, and, and let's go down that path, public school advocates, uh, and, and, and really talk about fraud. And, and, and then we can have an honest conversation about what's happening. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, true confession. You know, my two of my daughters are in Christian school. One is homeschooled. But tell people who, you know, for whatever reason, both parents work, they can't uh, homeschool, how this would work, how House Bill 290 would work, and how you guys want it to work uh, ultimately for giving parents more options. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think first and foremost is that uh, the uh, the public schools would actually still remain option one for every family. Every family would still be able to access a public school. No family would be forced to taking it or forced to leave their public school if they don't want. Still option one. However, if a family says, this is not the best choice for my kid, this is not the most conducive thing, maybe this school is not listening to me, they're pu- pushing CRT and LGBT issues on my kid, uh, or maybe it's just not the best learning environment for them, that family would be eligible for what's called an ESA, an Empowerment Scholarship Account. Uh, pretty similar to what's called Ed Choice today, where you can get $5,500 K-8 to or $7,500 9-12 to uh, per year for your student. However, instead of being it, it being limited, uh, like at choices, to only being able to be used for uh, tuition at a private school, it could be used for any educational expense. So it could be used for home educating. It could be used for after-school programming. But, you know, could be used for, for any of those things uh, if, if that's what uh, a family is deeming is the best educational environment. Really, this is opening up the doors for innovation. And, Bruce, and this is the thing I keep coming back to. We talked about this at the press conference that night, which is, look, these public schools are, are now trying to call parents terrorists for showing up yeah. and speaking out at their public school districts. It sounds like these public schools don't want these families in their school districts. Just let them go. Just let them go and, and be able to access an education elsewhere. Well, I can take you to websites where there are Zoom calls, and again, we're talking with Aaron Bear, Center for Christian Virtue, of local superintendents disdainfully talking about parents. Uh, they right. don't. They don't want parents in schools, but they want the parents' kids in the school so that they can still get the funding. And uh, am I right? This backpack bill, uh, there's a an income limit. I think it's around seventy thousand dollars, maybe seventy two thousand, two hundred fifty percent of the poverty uh, line to get an Ed Choice scholarship. This bill would take away the income aspect of qualifying. Am I correct? That's correct. Every kid in the state would be eligible. Um, and, and this is, you know, one of the important things about this, Bruce, is that we have bought into the lie that the only reason why somebody would want choice is uh, because uh, of academic failures or because their 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 uh, their their kid is uh, low income or something like that. No, the reality is with choice is that choice is actually good. we have studies that show choice are good for the public schools, but also it is a matter of bringing public schools accountable. So those Olin Tangy school districts, those Upper Arlington school districts that have become so out of touch with parents, that look at parents like enemies. This is how parents keep schools accountable. The reality is public schools are highly regulated but highly unaccountable. Uh, And this brings that accountability into education that people have been dying for for so long. Totally on the money with that. I shared a story the other day about how national merit scholars from schools that used to have lots of them now have very few of them, and it's probably because they're prioritizing things like CRT and social emotional learning, comprehensive sex education, stuff that really isn't education in those schools. And you referred to two of the districts that are the biggest offenders, Olin Tangy and Upper Arlington. I've talked about local school board elections, local school board candidates, how important it is. 
Aaron, as the director of the Center for Christian Virtue, have you guys had conversations about, I know you endorse on some things, are you going to endorse on school board elections, or if not, why not? Well, no, that, that, that's a great question. Actually, CCV, we no longer endorse. So okay. we, we've gone all 501c3. We've gone all sort of issue-focused. Um, our, our C4 and our PAC, have, have, we've, we've not shut them down. They've just gone dormant. Uh, that, that was a strategic decision we made about four years ago to say, look, we we got to go all in on, on policy uh, and all in on the church. Um, and, and so we have been focusing there. We have a number of groups that do. There's a number of groups all throughout the state that we, we that I love. Uh, Ohio Values Voters. Uh, I think Ohio Christian Alliance still has a C4. Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. Uh, some phenomenal groups that protect Ohio children um, that are, are doing uh, good endorsements and are, are, are promoting uh, good school board candidates right now in particular. Where's the line for you as an organization like Center for Christian Virtue in publishing just here's a candidate and here's what they advocate for? Can you do that or is that over the line? No, no, no. So we, we can do uh, and we will do next uh, spring and, and really into the summer in particular. A lot, of, a lot of your listeners will be familiar with our voter guide, our 501c3 voter guide. It's a, it is a, a survey we, we put out of, of all the candidates running for state or federal office. And we, we survey them. We ask what they think. If they don't respond, we actually research answers for them, and we'll, we'll post that. And that's, you know, what we always say, that's one of the few election resources uh, that churches can distribute. Uh, so we have the same tax status as a church does. That's how we're hosting this forum with you guys at Genoa Church. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, we, we, and so we survey these candidates and just report back. What we're not able to do that is endorse, uh, by, but based off how the organization is classified. Very good. Aaron Baer, Center for Christian Virtue Director, is our guest. He referred to the Night with the Republican Senate Candidates American Leadership Forum, co-sponsored by CCV and 989theanswer. Get your tickets at ccv.org or 989theanswer.com. Let's wrap with this one. You make no bones about, and that's one of the things I love about you, is your devotion, first of all, to biblical faith and biblical truth. It's going to become a thing after the vaccine mandate bill and after the backpack bill. Legalizing marijuana, state of Ohio, I'm chagrined to find two Republican state legislators introduced this bill. What's your position on it? Yeah, you know, Bruce, this is one of those things that's so frustrating uh, when you see this because, uh, you know, just look at the states that have legalized what I call commercialized marijuana. Mm. Uh, it is recreational, but it, it, it's really commercialized marijuana. Uh, and every place you see this done, it's been a disaster. Colorado has been devastated by 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 legalizing marijuana. Uh, you know, uh, California. Go walk the streets of San Francisco right now, uh, and, and ask yourself: Is this what we want Columbus to become? Uh, and that's what recre- you know, recreational marijuana does. And at a time that we're seeing uh, opioid deaths go through the roof again, uh, do is what we really need in Ohio more drug use. And, and this is one of those those. There's so many lies about this. That, that, you know, the, the college students that never actually looked into this issue uh, beyond uh, a handful of talking points just fall, fall prey to, um, oh, marijuana is not a gateway drug. Oh, no, no, actually it is. Uh, you know, you, you talk to almost anybody that has used, that, that has become addicted to opioids, and they will tell you they started with weed. Uh, is it true that, though, does every, does every marijuana user end up going on to opioids? No, of course not. Um, but does every does, does most, if not all, uh, opioid users start with marijuana? Absolutely. Um, and and as we're seeing, families still struggling with death after death is is the thing that we really want to be doing, bringing more drugs to the state 
Absolutely not. No. That's uh, anybody who's viewed those chilling images, downtown Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, L.A., and the answer is a resounding no, and hopefully uh, that fails miserably in the General Assembly. I appreciate your work. I look forward to seeing you on the 24th at Genoa. Everybody get your tickets to the night with the Republican leadership, can- or the, the Senate candidates, American Leadership Forum, October 24th, Genoa in Westerville. Hugh Hewitt moderating. Aaron Baer, Center for Christian Virtue, thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thank you, Bruce. Well, you can file this under truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, I told you yesterday about uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's heartwarming, endearing, they wanted you to believe, organic conversation with children about the wonders of space. Of course, it was not organic. It was scripted, and those were not just children. They were child actors. So it gets better. Oh, it gets way better. And it is an instance of truth being stranger than fiction. The company that put out the video is a Canadian company. And the name of the Canadian company that put out the video of Kamala Harris talking with children is, are you ready for this? Sinking Ship Entertainment. (laughs) Sinking Ship Entertainment. Yes. Could it be more perfect partnership between the Biden administration and an entertainment entity endeavoring to polish the tarnished, empty, feckless image of the vice president than sinking ship entertainment? Wow. That fits. Now, uh, Kamala was back at it on uh, Columbus Day. I know. Indigenous People's Day. She went to Portland, Oregon, which last night, by the way, downtown was on fire in Portland, Oregon, because Antifa had a commemoration of the death of an Antifa member. Now, you know, when you and I have a commemoration of someone's life, we hold a memorial service, uh, we maybe shed a few tears, we share a few laughs, have a good meal convey our sorrow and concern for the family. That's not how Antifa does it. Antifa celebrates the death of an Antifa member by having a riot. So last night in Portland, they were burning the downtown, knocking over trash cans, shooting mortars, breaking windows downtown Portland. And that's where Kamala Harris was yesterday, making a speech about America's shameful past. She says the Biden administration will address that because when Christopher Columbus came to America, he, quote, ushered in a wave of devastation for Native Americans. Uh, Well, I mean, probably, yeah, because he deemed it preferable to having his head chopped off. See, this is such misdirected angst. Kamala Harris wants to celebrate being a minority who's ascended to becoming vice president as like her own individual brilliance when she actually achieved the vice presidency only because she, A, slept her way to the top in California with Willie Brown 
when she was young and attractive and could use her feminine wiles to benefit herself in her political career. And now she became vice president expressly because she was judged to be, probably incorrectly, the best of a limited candidate, uh, candidate pool of black women. Yes, Joe Biden said that. I want a black female vice president. And yet the system in America that has allowed her to ascend to the second highest office in the land is a system that she apparently thinks is horribly flawed based upon her comments yesterday in Portland, Oregon. She is truly the inhabitant of a sinking ship. But the hull is filled with holes, border, Afghanistan, inflation, supply chain. But the ship won't fully go under, or at least list to where it can't sail at all until about a year from now at the midterm elections, and it won't fully go under until... November of 2024. Not soon enough for me. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.